0: Hello everyone,
1: welcome back to our podcast.
0: We're just four girls trying to make the world a better place and hoping to teach you something that school couldn't. Hope you enjoy. So, hey everyone, today we've got one of our members, Magda, and she will be speaking about her pregnancy as a student and how it's like raising a child while also studying. So, hi Magda, how are you doing? Hi, I'm really good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for asking. So if you just give us a brief overview of um, what it was like, how how many years ago was it, when did this all happen? Tell us us the story. Um,
1: So I got pregnant when I was 21 years old. And some people would say that, uh, well, I wasn't a teenager anymore, but it still is a quite young age. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the beginning, when I did the pregnancy test with my son's father, Um, I couldn't really believe it. I was like, no, I think the test is wrong, Um, I have to take another one. Um, So we did take another one and another one showed that I am pregnant. So I started to get really, really anxious because I was in the middle of my first year at the university. I didn't have a job Um, and I was really scared because... I didn't really know what I was supposed to do, whether I should drop out of the university Mm -hmm. and find, like, a full-time job or, like, keep on studying. Um, So, um, I was, like, I think the first few weeks I was in, like, mixed emotions. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom would be, oh, I'm so happy for you, I'm going to be a grandma and all those kind of things. Yeah, and I was, like, well, I'm not sure what to do. (laughs) Um, But then I... I started to think differently when I went for my first scan in, at 12 weeks pregnant okay, yeah. um, and I saw my uh, son in that scan and his like really shaped nose and oh. I was like um, okay I have to get myself together and I have to think of something to be able to provide for my son once he's born
0: So, so that 12 week scan was basically when you decided yes I'm gonna keep the baby um, yes,
1: I think that was that point when I was like, okay, I will have to do everything in my power to make that baby have everything or like he or she, because at the time I didn't know whether yeah, that yeah. was a boy or girl, mm. so um, like she or he wants, like, and more,
0: like I really wanted to provide him the best I can. And so what, what was going through your mind? What did you consider? Did you consider dropping out? What was your, What was your thought process?
1: Um, well, at first I was like, um, maybe if I um, drop out of uni and then get full-time job, I'll be ready um, to um, for my son. Mm-hmm. And also uh, his dad uh, kept on pushing me to going back to Poland. He was like, I have a house there, um, we can live together, we'll figure things out. And I wasn't really sure about that because I have my family here and my life here as well. So I was like, um, no, I think I'll stay here. Yeah. So um, once I figured I really want to finish school um, and I had like my mom's support because she's a big supporter. um, I think I decided that, yeah, I'll be staying here. I will be um, finishing my uni um, and I will do everything in my power to um, just give everything to my son. Okay. And did you...
0: So what helped you make the decision that you would stay in uni? Because I know a lot of people, if they were in that position, they would think that to meet the short-term needs that you had at that time, so obviously to financially provide for your child, you would have to work. But obviously in the long run, staying in uni probably would have been better because you would have had a degree and then you could have got a job after that degree. So what, what were you thinking when you were weighing up those two options of should I drop out and give everything to my son now, or should I wait, wait it out, and give him everything in a couple of years? How did you go about making that decision?
1: Um, I think I spoke a uh, lot with uh, about this about uh, with my mom, and mm-hmm. she was like, um, "I don't think you should be dropping out. I think this will be the worst idea ever that you could actually make." Um, and. So, I thought, like um, I will have the uh, student um, loans and everything and somehow I will save money. Yeah, And yeah, I decided to finish uni and um, just like save as much money as I was able to. Um, and yeah, the student loan really did help me a lot because um, after my son was born, I applied for, um, I think it's... Um, it's not maternity it's like a, basically it's a help um, from the student finance England for parents to support their children right okay uh, yeah and you don't have to pay that back because some people think yeah I, I will have more money to pay uh, then but no you don't yeah you people would think you'd be in more debt right yeah yeah but you don't pay that back yeah. so uh, i think that helps helped me a lot during um my second year after my son was born and even now it is
0: a big help. Okay, so for people who are in that position now, there is help available, so um, I think it's just a matter of doing the research and figuring out what ways you can get help. Um, yeah, I think
1: um, starting with your midwife, when you attend your like scheduled uh, meetings with her, I think she knows a lot, so just talking to her, um, she will tell you what to do and yeah, that was uh, r- really helpful.
0: Okay, so you you said that your midwife was really helpful. What kind of things did you discuss with your midwife? How is it like um, during pregnancy and having a midwife?
1: Um, mostly we just um, talked about my um, plans, how I plans to like give birth, and uh, my whole pregnancy journey. But, um. Even if I felt that something was wrong, she would be like, you can talk to me, you can call me, and like, if you're stressed, or if you think uh, you can't cope with anxiety or anything, you just call me and we can get this sorted out. So um, every time I came for a meeting, she was like, how are you feeling? Um, Do you want to speak with like um, a therapist or someone? Um, Yeah, so she was really
0: helpful. That's lovely because the midwife wasn't just being a midwife in the case of your like physical pregnancy but she was there to emotionally support you as well
1: yeah yes she was she was really she was a big support oh that's amazing
0: and um so during your pregnancy you were still a student right so when you had did you ever experience things like morning sickness that affected your attendance at university or any did your pregnancy affect your studies at all
1: um i and most of my pregnancy, studying from home. I wasn't feeling that well. Um, I wasn't. I didn't have like the morning sicknesses, but I had quite a lot of headaches and migraines. Mm-hmm. Um I was also dizzy. I couldn't even put my makeup on standing. I just had to do everything sitting. Oh, bless so <laughs> Yeah. So I spent most of uh, my part of the first year. Um, at home studying and then just going for like the exams and like presentations to the campus
0: okay and did they did they send you the slides etc um online was there online teaching at that time
1: no there wasn't online teaching but um, I've emailed them saying how I'm feeling and that I'm not able to come to the university for the lectures and everything and they were like "Uh, okay that's fine um stay at home and we'll send you um presentations and if you have any if you are struggling just email us and we'll help you
0: yeah so there was a lot of support there from um the university and the teachers there um yeah it was okay good And um, so once your son was born, tell us about your experience then.
1: Um, Okay, so that was really like 360 degrees turn around everything. Um, I remember when my son um, was uh, born, the first week he had to spend in hospital because he had uh, little health problems. And I remember doing everything like a robot, basically. I I wasn't really aware of what I was doing at, in the hospital. I was just like, okay, it's time to feed him. It's time to change his nappy. I was just doing everything like a robot, basically. Yeah. And um, I didn't even like f- uh, took, like a thought about my emotions or anything. Mm-hmm. Like
0: everyone tells you that the moment you see your child, you fell in love and that's it. Yeah, and, your whole life completely revolved around him and you almost forgot yourself. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. And I like as i said i said i did everything like a robot i couldn't sleep at night because every time i closed my eyes i thought that um he might not wake up if i oh. uh, i woke up in the morning or something so i was like constantly awake i couldn't fall sleep um his dad was with me uh, during the whole week in the hospital and i can say that he was really helpful at the time but he was like okay you can get some sleep and I'll take care of the baby and I was like okay I can't go to sleep I just can't so for the first
0: week I I had like about two or three hours of sleep to be honest. Do you think those are natural maternal instincts like as a mother you would naturally feel like you always have to take care of your child or do you think that at that time you maybe needed a bit more help emotionally because you were... I don't know i don't want to put words into your mouth do you think that was normal or do you think you needed a bit of help i
1: think some parts of it were like natural but then um i really had problems with emotions at the beginning after uh, i delivered my song so i think i needed a little bit of support um because like i said i couldn't feel anything i had no emotions for like the first week i was doing everything like a machine and just take, doing things that I have to do like around my son, like giving him uh, a bath or like feeding him or like changing his nappy. Like I did everything like without any emotions attached to it. Yeah,
0: so like a robot completely like, okay, one o'clock, feeding time, two o'clock, nappy change. It's just like that on repeat.
1: Yes, that was my first week. And then I remember coming home. And I left my son with my mom because I wanted to take like a proper shower after Mm the hospital. And I broke down completely during the shower time. I started crying so badly, like the whole house could hear me. I was literally screaming in the shower and my mom came up to me and she was like, what's what's wrong? What's happening? And I just couldn't say a word. I was crying so badly. I didn't know why I was crying. I, I just did it. And then it took me about like 15 to 20 minutes to calm down and then speak to
0: my mom what actually happened. And what did happen? Was it because you were so stressed and you were just like you've just had enough and you had reached that point where you just burst? Because when you bottle up feelings so much, it reaches a point where your body can't take enough and you just burst and explode.
1: Um, I had quite complicated delivery um, and there was a point where my son's heart kept on dropping down. Mm-hmm. So they had to rush and uh, make me deliver quite fast. So I think um, I really stuck to that point that if that there was something wrong with me, I couldn't deliver him like no, normally, because mm-hmm. I didn't have a c-section, I um, had a doctor using um, a vento, I think that's what it is called, is that like a, a sucking thing, I, or hoover, like people call it differently, but um, the doctor helped me deliver him by like putting um, like a little hat over his head when he was still uh, in my belly, okay. and he had like a really big syringe, and he That's Ah, the way he actually delivered him. um, I think it's called a vacuum. Yeah, it is. It is called Ventus or vacuum. Yeah, they call it differently. Um, And um, I think that was the part when it got me really bad because I thought of myself as um, not able to deliver my son normally. Like there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And once I got home from the hospital, this hit me really bad. But
0: you felt Um, incapable, like... Almost like the role of a woman, a role of a mother is to do everything for her child, and you couldn't even give birth. Is that what you were feeling?
1: Yeah, I think that was it. And then, when I broke down
0: uh, after I got home and
1: went into the shower, uh, I couldn't stop myself from crying because I thought yeah i I couldn't deliver him normally mm. um, and there's something wrong with me and once my mom came and she sat me uh, in my bedroom and like trying to talk to me, what happened and everything, and I told her. Um, that I almost killed my child because um, there was a moment when the doctor told me not to push. Yeah. And I wasn't able not to do because that was my body doings. Yeah. I couldn't like stop it. And the doctor was like, if you won't stop pushing, he may die. And I think at that point I was like, okay, there's something wrong with me. I couldn't stop pushing. And I started talking to my mom about it. And she was like, no, it's not your fault. Um, things just happened but he's healthy he's all right you should not worry and i think she called like calmed me down and from that point on i was like my emotions were like a bit more normal go back to normal and i wasn't like stressing uh, or like being anxious about it anymore i completely forgot that this is not my
0: like this is uh, my miss for that things happened as it happened yeah exactly i think once you let it out it was kind of a relief you you got all the emotions out and i think that feeling is very normal i think a lot of people do go through that especially women who have complicated births they often do feel like they're incapable but these things happen a lot of the time so i'm really glad that your mom was there to talk you talk you down to tell you that it's not your fault at all and really sorry that you had to go through that yeah but
1: right now um, when I think about this it's like um, how could I like feel the way I felt then like what happened is not really my fault it's just the nature
0: sometimes that happens a lot like when you go back and you think about moments in your life you think how was I stressing about that why was I crying over it it was not my fault at all but in the heat of the moment you think oh everything's wrong
1: Yes and I remember like um, this was the stressful moment of my life like I will never forget this and right now he's a healthy boy and I don't know why I was stressing about this at first
0: but now everything's all right and yeah. Thankfully that's a relief. What advice would you give someone who was in the same position as you? What would you tell your or your older self?
1: Um, I think talking to people, not shutting yourself out and like keeping all the stresses and anxieties in you. Because once you talk to someone, um, you like put everything out there and you think then you can think like, oh, maybe this wasn't as stressful as I thought. yeah. Um and yeah talking to people especially your closest family I think mm-hmm. it's quite important because postpartum depression is something that people don't really talk about. Yes. It's like a taboo subject and I think um people should be talking about it more.
0: It's yeah, let's, like let's elaborate on that. So um do you feel like you went through postpartum depression? um i think yeah the first week um after i uh, gave birth
1: to my son i think that was the week when i, I had the postpartum depression mm-hmm. but i didn't realize it at the time because i was so busy with everything um, as i said i was acting like a robot so my emotions were out of the picture yes and i was just doing everything as i was supposed to do as everyone was telling like okay you have to do this with your son or you have to do it like this yeah and I think I didn't let myself think that I, that I actually have a postpartum depression. Yeah. So only I think after a couple of weeks after I started to thinking about it, maybe I should have had, get the
0: help I needed. But I wasn't really aware of this at the time. So at that moment in time, um, you were mostly focused on what everybody else was telling you what to do. So. How how would you um, deal with deal with that? So if somebody was under pressure because of what other people were telling them to do, what would make a good mother? Because I know, especially people who have a lot of um, family or friends around them, they do get told what to do. But a lot of the time, mothers have natural instincts and they can just do things to take care of their child. Whereas people around them will constantly be telling them, "No, you have to do this in a certain way." How did you deal with all those conflicting ideas and people telling you what to do? Um,
1: yes, um, I remember my son being born and I already knew what I was supposed to do with him, like how to take care of him, how to carry him in my hands. Like I knew everything. And then the people were like, okay, you shouldn't be doing that. Or like, you, uh, you're feeding him wrong <laughs> or like, yeah, there were many things that they tell me that I did wrong. Um, I think at first I was quite listening to them. It's like, okay, maybe I'm doing this wrong. But then I started to think like, maybe, well, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know my child best. And um, whenever someone started to tell me, oh, you should be doing this or you're doing this wrong. I was like, um, I know my child better than you do. And I'm going to do uh, things that I think are best for, you, for him. Yeah. Not like what you're telling me you think is best. I know what's best for my child and I will do what I think is best.
0: Yeah so that's a reminder to the new mothers out there, you know your child best, you are the biological mother, you spent nine months already with that child in most cases, so trust your instincts, would you agree with that advice? Um, Yeah, trust your instincts, I think that's the great idea, yeah. Okay, Um, and postpartum, so a couple of weeks after um, your son Jacob was born, how were your emotions after that, did you get better, did it get worse at times?
1: um no it did all go better once I started to like uh learn more about my son and he started getting to know me as well I think um I was better emotionally because um I was like okay I know what to do with my child now um uh I can like take care of uh, take care of him by myself Mm -hmm. so I think at that point I was like okay um I have to do everything in my power to make his life the best as it can be and I think that's when my emotions started
0: to go back to normal that's amazing that's really good to hear and I've got um, an interesting question for you now a lot of women once they give birth naturally people and um, bring gifts what would be the best gift for you once you've given birth
1: I think food food <laughs> yes because uh, the hospital food is really terrible I have to say that and after giving birth, I was so hungry. I was like eating all the time, oh um, and the food from the hospital is not really a food that you enjoy.
0: So, if anyone's listening to this right now and you know someone who's going to give birth in a, in a few weeks or months, bring them food.
1: Yes, that, <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the best, the ideal gift after giving birth. Yeah.
0: So no, no sweet, no um, toys for the baby. No teddy. It's no. Just food. <laughs> No, just food. (laughs) food. Oh, that's amazing. So, um, final question to you Magda then, is um, if you could change anything, what would you change during your pregnancy journey? Um,
1: I think not letting my partner be with me um, during my whole pregnancy and then um, when I delivered, because looking at it now, I've been in a toxic relationship and uh, this has impacted um, really badly on my mental health. So, if I didn't allow him to be with me during the pregnancy and the, weeks, the few weeks after, I would be more stable emotionally, I think, after I delivered my son.
0: Right, okay. So, um, it's very important to keep good company while you're pregnant
1: yes it is important because this really affects your mental health so surrounding yourself with people who believe in you um and who won't tell you like won't tell you bad things Mm. is yeah it's really important
0: because um i know that a baby when they're in when they're in the womb they can start hearing from I, i don't know is it 12 weeks i don't quote me on that but a couple of weeks a baby can hear everything so um if you are surrounded by negative energy then that does obviously relay onto the onto the baby so it's important to keep positive vibes around you and just positive people
1: yes and
0: also like uh, being
1: stressed and anxious this can impact the baby Mm. you carry it also like negatively um i've heard of it, it didn't happen to me but i had a friend who told me that um her baby he, he doesn't really have like any mental health or anything but after since he like started to grow up and everything he's really a stressed uh, boy mm-hmm. so like making sure that you surround yourself with really good people who doesn't put you down or make you stressed and anxious during pregnancy is really important because um you need to make sure that your baby won't be born like stressed or like already um i don't know um shy and
0: those kinds of things because this yeah it can affect the baby in the womb actually so how the mother is feeling more often is how the baby would probably grow to feel
1: yes yeah
0: so um yeah so if you are going through if you are very stressed if you're going through periods of anxiety there is a there is a chance that your your baby will also feel the same emotions as you
1: yes and will react to it as well because um when i whenever i got get stressed while i was pregnant my son used to like kick me really badly and i (laughs) think that that was it like yeah he felt that i was stressed and anxious and that was impacting him as well
0: oh so he was kicking you and telling you to stop it yeah i think that was (laughs) it yeah oh bless him um okay you mentioned that you were in a toxic relationship i know a lot of people in that position they would find it really really hard as to what to do because during that time you do need the emotional support of your partner because obviously it takes two, two people to raise a child, not to raise a child but to make a child definitely. <laughs> um, um, what, what advice would you give people who are in that position? Um, I
1: think uh, living the toxic relationship is the must. Because re- it really impacts your mental health and the way you think about everything. Like, um, my partner back then used to tell me, oh, um, things like, this is not my baby. Even though, like, he, I didn't, like, he didn't, like, I'd never even met with, like, other guys or anything. I was, like, spending most of my time with him. So him telling me that um, he, it is not his baby, and actually he believed in that, was, like, a big no. So I'm not sure how did I spend that nine months of pregnancy with him, and then few weeks after my baby was born. So um, my uh, my like um, I think that this is important to like get rid of that toxic person out of your life, so you can breathe uh, clear, with fresh air. and don't really get um, as stressed and anxious that while well, this person may impact negatively my baby.
0: Yeah, so maybe going through the stress of heartbreak during a pregnancy is better than the stress of having the toxic person in the pregnancy.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. I can say that it's better to cry for a few weeks after breaking up with someone, rather than spending your whole pregnancy with a person that puts you down and makes you feel like an unworthy person. Okay, that's very interesting
0: very interesting that you say that anyway magda thank you so much for um telling us about your story i know it must have been very difficult for you as a student having to go through that and also studying at the same time i mean you are a queen you're amazing i don't know how (laughs) you did it Um, thank you thank you for joining us and we will be recording another episode with magda to talk a bit more about um heartbreak and what it was like um leaving her partner she just mentioned here um so do stay tuned for that but anyway thank you magda thank you Bye. bye thank you so much for tuning in today
1: as always you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify and also on our instagram page at empower
0: youth program please get in contact with us and can't wait to speak again soon bye